Ed, we're really here. It's really happening. This is it. Our first sponsor. We did it, man. It's kind of weird that we're meeting him at a gas station, though, right? Well, we, we take what we can get. All right, let's do this. Uh, is that him? The guy menacingly standing in the dark? Uh, hello? Hey, the early 2000s called. They want their hair back. Nick, this guy might be our sponsor. A sponsor for what? Tweezers? Yeah, he's, he's real spiky. And splintery. You hear that? This is getting a little too meta. Maybe we should get the fuck out of here. Run! Never! Say hello to my little friend! What are you doing? You just destroyed the car! And the guy is still... Did he just jump into the fire? I, uh, knew he would do that. Well, looks like we have a real long walk ahead of us. No! No! You know, this turned out okay. Yeah, yes it did. Yes it did. Is there cheesy 80s music playing in the background? I think so. Seriously? What the fuck? Hello and welcome to another episode of the new and improved podcast from the Black Lagoon. Where we metaphorically slice and dice our way through horror films of old and new. I'm Brian, the, uh, you know, the co-host of the Mad Porcupine podcast. And I'm Nicholas Hacks, <laughs> the cinema psychopath. Okay, I like that. Yeah. Okay. And today, <laughs> we are covering 2008's Splinter. Where a lovely couple gets Splinter. stuck with the case of the cliches leading them into one hell of a night that involves <laughs> the worst thing in the world. Splinters. But in STD form. Hmm. Hmm. So you just threw that last part in there. Okay. In STD uh, form. Imagine. Just, okay. Imagine, Brian. The of the film. No, wait. Imagine, Brian. Yep, I know. I heard no, it. I no, did hear it. That wasn't the take, issue. Take, take a minute. Everybody who's listening to this right now, take a minute to imagine hmm. having okay. STD-formed splinters in your private genital area. Everybody's okay. imagining it? So I'm coming out of this with the obvious thought. It, it wouldn't be nice. And you're right. going to take me out of this segment. Is that no what matter, you wanted? No matter how hard I kick and scream. I'm going to force you out of this I, segment. But I want this toy. At gunpoint. I, I know. I'm going to kick. Into the guts of the film. <laughs> Cue guts of the film sound effect. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Splinter. Nick, I force you to watch Invasion. You force me to watch Splinter. Oh boy, he's he's immobilized with laughter. <laughs> this movie, kind of uh, without without passing a value judgment on, on the film itself, I yes. just want to say it put me in the headspace of being in middle school enjoying a fun sci-fi movie. 
coming on Sci-Fi Channel. And I missed that feeling of being able to watch a pure genre film without needing to, like, talk about how, I don't know. I wasn't going to watch this, like, The Thing or Alien. I was just like, oh, it's a genre film. Let's watch it. And I did. And it was fun. And that's how I'm going to be approaching this today. I'm not going to be comparing it to the movies we've watched recently. Just talk about it as, like, a sci-fi original styled movie that's a little bit better than what we'd expect from uh, um, Eight-Legged Freaks or movies like that. That movie was pretty fun. But, you know, you know what I'm saying. So you... What brought you to Splinter? So you mentioned sci-fi, and when I came across this film recently, it brought me all the way back to when I was a wee little lad, scrolling through channels, usually ending up on sci-fi, and seeing mm. the movie titled Splinter. And I thought, huh, I didn't know that they made a Splinter Cell movie. This should be interesting. Not knowing what I was getting myself into, I sat through the whole movie I was bewildered at what I had seen, what I had witnessed on my television screen. And from there on out, uh, as I grew up, I haven't watched the movie since. But coming back to this, I actually like the movie. I love it. And I Mm -hmm. I said to myself, we have to do an episode on this. It's a low-budget sci-fi horror film. And uh, it kind of gave me a little bit of the Thing vibes, if we're being, like, extraterrestrial about Uh it, or uh, infection-wise about it. Uh, Yeah. So... Even the splintering body mm -hmm. horror-type style of, like, the humanoid figures bending and twisting, very much a Thing style. I can't tell you And I I will say, you use the term low-budget. This is very much like a low-budget styled movie, but it mm-hmm. looks good. Like they, the practical effects were really impressive, and right. the film work is pristine. the The main, like, the only thing that kind of was a wrench in that whole plan of the movie is that it has that early two thousand editing style of like cutting scenes every millisecond, whatever mm-hmm. action is happening, to the point where you can't even follow what's happening. And it's like, if you put this much work into practical effects, let us w- let us watch them. So, you know, when you're saying... <laughs> there's so many sequences where it was just like a leg moving. So you're, yeah. So there was a lot of that in the beginning of the, of the movie, especially in the intro. And I like to say that the beginning of mm. this movie, it doesn't really like, we don't get the meat and potato portion of this film until we hit the gas station. When all hell breaks loose. That is where I am mostly fixated on when it comes to this movie. Everything else is just like a side dish. And um, I love the location of where uh, the film takes place for most of the the time. Uh, In a gas station out in the middle of nowhere in the country. Just being stuck, feeling hopeless... There was a li- I feel like there was a little bit of uh what's it called when when a uh, a victim starts falling for their uh 
for their captures. Like that, like Stockholm yeah, Sto- Syndrome? Yeah, Stockholm Syndrome. I felt like there was a little bit of that Stockholm Syndrome in one of the characters, the the nerd. Mm. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, we can trust, oh, yeah. We can trust him, you know. But, yeah. So when you recommended this movie, I was kind of like, okay. Splinter, interesting. I didn't look into it because I didn't, I don't, I, you and I both try to stay away from trailers when we can. Right. And I, I turned, turned the movie on this morning, right after Invasion. And um, when I, the first scene was a, what seemed to be a porcupine attacking a gas station attendant. I thought I was in for a very different kind of movie. And I wasn't in for the type of movie I thought I was in for. And when it did unfold at the gas station, it felt a lot like The Mist, just kind of more focused on one being, mm-hmm. where it's just like, we're in this place. We need to take care of this spot, protect ourselves, and learn about the creature as we're fighting it off with some social tension, with some creature tension. It felt a lot like that exact layout. And I liked it. It worked for me. Mm-hmm. I was blown away because my expectations were not very high. And I watched it and realized that it's actually a solid film. The acting was good. The practical effects were good. There were there was some tension that actually translated to me. And I was like, yeah, this is a How? this is the type of genre film that I would have stayed up late at night on a school night to watch and then just talk about it to my friends the next day, you know? How about that arm removal sequence? I watched yeah. I watched that and I cringed so hard. I was gripping my phone so mm-hmm. fucking hard when that scene came on. I'm like, oh my god, I forgot about this, and it is, it is brutal. Um, it more so that it, yeah, you don't see you don't see as much. You see them cutting open the arm, but when they're initially breaking the arm off of the bone, that is played to your imagination. And uh, that's that's probably one of my favorite scenes mm-hmm. in the film because it's so effective emotionally and te- technically physically as well because it had me gripping a lot of things tightly yeah. to the point where my hands became purple. And I used those purple hands to <laughs> beat moving on. Let's see where this is going interesting okay interesting i wasn't prepared for a nick moment i thought we were really doing some some honest to god film criticism before that <laughs> kind of taken are, off guard i will aren't say we always brian whoever just, made this movie just doing god's loved, work they just doing god's work right that's here. right that's exactly oh, what you're all doing hail satan <laughs> they loved their bone cracking every five minutes there were about 10 bone snap sound effects all of them sounded like my worst nightmare the idea of broken bones is like this weird everyone's scared of that i am inordinately terrified of bones breaking i don't know why it's just like the most i think as you hear it happening and once you hear a snap you know that nothing will ever be the same for you (laughs) that's terrifying right when i hear that in movies and when they play into that it's very creepy and when you have this this John Carpenter's The Thing-style creature rising up, all beat up and bloody, his bones snapping, arms twisting, that's very creepy. And they handled it really well. I really wish, I really wish the editing wasn't so frantic and, like, frenetic. Yeah. 
it made it impossible to make out what I was think, happening sometimes. And it's like, at a point, it's not even stylistic. It's just not a good idea. I think a lot of a lot of film, horror films kind of took a, a dive after the 80s rolled around, and it kind of became tiresome, mm. uh, the genre itself. Uh, yeah. So around the 90s and early 2000s, we kind of, it's... It's it's really awkward and it's hard to find a good film nowadays, a good horror film that I right. could say this this is actually an amazing movie, and uh, yeah, I, I honestly I, I actually love this movie. I, I love it so much because it's 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 low budget, but they spend their money wisely on what they need to spend it on. You know what I, you know what I mean, right? And uh, if you know how to use your money wisely when you're making a movie, you can make one of the best fucking movies of all time. It, you don't have to have like all these high tech CGI effect film uh, scenes. It's unnecessary. It really is. You don't need these high explosions like Michael Bay does. And I'm having flashbacks when I said Michael Bay. I, I just, oh god, not. Not his remake of Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. No. Dear God, why? I'm still, I'm still so shocked that that happened. Uh, but anyway, like, I, I feel like the, the biggest thing, the, be, the best compliment I have for this movie is that it knew to be focused. It knew what it was. It didn't have any conceit that it would be bigger than what it was. It was just about these people in a gas station with that thing trying to get in. Mm -hmm. And when a film can have that self-awareness and just say, how do we maximize tension in this scenario? You can make a really good genre film. That worked for me. Like it, and now I, I want to compare this to Blood Hunt, the, the episode never to be seen for reasons we might explain one day. I feel like as far as getting a budget to go far, this film is unique in that, firstly, it probably had way more money. Just by the look of it, this film was probably a higher budget than Blood Hunt. But the, you can tell that they decided to narrow the plot into just this one thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It didn't have a huge exposition with a, hu a bunch of sequences and then different stylistic cameras and color grading and then stuff that happens and then an end. It was just, they're driving, they stop, there's this, now they're at a gas station, movie. Within five minutes, you're in, you know? Right. And that works. For this type of movie, yeah. it works. They know when to shut up and get to the point. And, and there's that's even, there's all even I can like, say that works. Like, there's a character arc, like, character development for, for like, yeah. one character, if not all, um, who kind of redeems himself because he's a criminal. So, mm -hmm. I, I, I like, it's very, it's a simplistic movie for what it is. And for what it's trying to do, it nails it on the head, and it does its job right, and I, I can't really complain about it. It yeah, it's a low budget film, but it's a fun film nevertheless. And if you guys who are listening right now, if you enjoy those types of films, if you enjoy brutal bone snapping and arm removals and uh, heroin addicted girlfriends being having their heads 
crack open be- because because monster. Um, Nick, Nick, you're drooling quickly. <laughs> start having a stroke. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So honestly, oh, also in the beginning of the movie, it's not a porcupine; it's a trash panda. It's a, it's a raccoon. Uh, that's. Is it really a raccoon? It's a raccoon. You think it's a porcupine? So the film is called Splinter. You think it's. And yeah, so I actually I constantly rewind. I was rewinding the movie and pausing it, and I was like, "God, the editing is so insane! I can't freeze mm-hmm. frame a single picture that makes it obvious what this thing is." And I was like, "That's kind of a it's issue." A <laughs> like I sat there, like, "What do I call this thing in my notes?" I have no idea. But okay, so it was a raccoon that was splintery. Yeah. So the 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 whatever it is the unknown organism is the splinters that mm-hmm. takes over the body right and it metabolizes the blood and yummy 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 blood and we should probably make this our thanksgiving episode because yeah no we're i don't know what we're gonna do for thanksgiving Maybe. no we're not saving this for thanksgiving this will this will be published soon enough um Thinking about like cannibals or something. Who knows? Uh, anyways, yeah, um, I don't know. Cannibal Holocaust, maybe, or like a zombie film. Do something <laughs> cliche. Maybe. All okay. Right. So. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll save so this for after over, the podcast. Over, <laughs> overall, uh, yeah, it's a fun film. I think you guys should definitely go and check it out. Uh, Brian, your overall thoughts. Do you think that anything like you didn't agree with at all whatsoever with this movie? Like, no. Uh, mainly because the 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 metric I'm kind of putting it up against is just very mm-hmm. different from the movies we've done in the past. As like a genre film, a fun thriller styled horror film. Right. This did have kind of like a thriller well, undertone I feel... to it. I thought it was fine. It was. It had just like this very concise economic plot. The body horror was intense. The you know the characters were cliche. I'm the smart one. She's the you know like it's just very much like the smart one, the outcast, the guy who will come around at the end. But that's fine because they they use it for the plot's yeah. advancement. I'm okay with that. Uh... And for what I would want out of a movie like this, it does it really well. And I was surprised by it. And there were moments where the practical effects really, like, impressed me. Like, there were some remarkable things that they were able to pull off. And that's really it. It was a fun movie, and I probably never would have watched it if you didn't recommend it, because these are the types of films I feel like I don't put on anymore. Mm-hmm. But it was good to have a reason to see it, because it did really remind me of those, like, nothing to do all day, so I'll turn on right. Sci-Fi Channel. So I guess movies, my know? question is more of, would you rewatch this? Like was it like that fun? No, I wouldn't, wouldn't rewatch it. it. Like you wouldn't say, "Huh, I got like nothing to do today, and uh, I just need something in the background for like noise." And I think I think that I would. Not. I think that the sounds of bone snapping is is, is pretty <laughs> comforting. I I I'd give yeah. this movie another go. I'd rewatch it again, um, for sure. I enjoy. Actually, I don't think it, it's not on. This one's not on Amazon Prime. This one's on Tubi. So if you guys are right. looking 
to get your hands on it. You don't have a physical copy. Uh, and you don't want to do illegal things on the interweb, which I am not advocating. Uh, it's on Tubi. Who does that? What would that be? That would be... I was very illegally... surprised. I've never, I've never used Tubi mm-hmm. before. I logged on and thought, am I really going to be able to watch this movie without making an account or like signing my data away to some company? And I just pressed play and they let me yep. watch it. I didn't see one nope. ad. I have an ad. I do have an ad blocker running, but I didn't oh, see a single. Yeah. How does that even work? You I have don't an ad know. Blocker. I don't want to get into Tubi's monetization strategy, but you have an ad blocker. But you'd think there'd be um, overlaid. It's like it's like right. But I thought there'd be overlaid like video ads. It's like watching cable. It is literally like watching the Sci-Fi Channel. And okay, we're okay. getting to an intense moment. Here comes the countdown, and cut. Here's an ad. And then back to your regular scheduled program. That's so funny. And Here's the, I accidentally found a Tubi exploit on my ad blocker. I have the option. You can edit this out. To either click block on page or block on entire site. I clicked block on page and that gave me just enough permissions to, because Tubi locked me out until I turned off my ad blocker. They got me in the movie. I never saw a single ad. So I think I blocked it on, on the onboarding page. And then got an ad-free Tubi experience. Not bad. Okay. Anyway. But support Tubi if they're giving away free movies. Let's be decent human beings and watch a 30-second ad. I'm fine with that. I'm so upset. We're kind of chucking through this. I'm upset right now because my phone pads keep keep falling. I don't appreciate it. That A a phone pad just fucking fell right now. Oh, no. I had to put it back up. So... So, we're moving on from the guts of the film to the next segment, and it's, oh my god, what could it be? It's the eulogy. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. May God be with this young man's soul. May be rotten, rest in peace. 2008, Splinter. We are here to put you to rest in a fiery explosion. A lot of fire as of recent... We've been burning a lot of films. Yeah. Um, anyways, <laughs> you were a part of my childhood. That one time, it was very interesting to rewatch you, and still come out unscathed <laughs> and unmortified. Um, hmm. That's actually a lie. It damaged me psychologically, and I am now a sociopath, and I'm probably gonna kill a bunch of people. Don't uh. don't take that out of context, people. Dear God. Tony, <laughs> we talked about sound bites, out of context sound bites that will come back to get us when we're both um, heads of state. Yeah, you know? it is what it is. Um, so, what are you burying, burning, or obliterating this with? I am. Yeah, we're we're blowing it up with with a gas tank, uh, so I'm burying it or I'm blowing it mm-hmm. up with. Um, I'm blowing it up with my heroin addicted girlfriend. I don't have a girlfriend, which is the point okay. that I'm blowing her up with my metaphorical <laughs> fantasy uh, heroin addicted mm. girlfriend. Um, fantasy heroin addicted. Fantasy okay. heroin addicted girlfriend. That's my new band. 
look me up on Spotify. Uh, uh, um, and uh, um, a coat hanger. No potato chips. Pota- Why? For my for my fantasy heroin drug addict girlfriend to, uh, uh, I'm not going there. I was gonna use. We almost veered into tasteless territory, my friend. Um, Dom and I just watched like a four-hour Roe versus Wade special. <laughs> I am a tasteless okay. bastard. Thank you very much. So, I'll tell you what. Cape Cod. The, the uncensored Cape, energy makes our Cape podcast Cod great. Cape Cod potato chips, which didn't appear in Florida until okay. 2010. Uh, An interesting trivia fact. A good save. I, we're back it's in action. It's never too late to abort. I, this was, okay. Well, we almost <laughs> got there. This is such a straightforward genre film. <laughs> That I really didn't ha- don't have anything clever to blow it up with, so I'm just gonna say whatever maniac on IMDb wrote out their trivia section. I don't know if you saw it. It was filled with the most straightforward and bland trivia I could imagine. One of it was it rained heavily during pre-production. Minute. That was a trivia fact. Another one: Charles Barker wore the hat in this film at his audition. That was another one. And my favorite, just shot in the middle of summer. That's the other trivia fact. Very few people found them helpful in the little That's... rating bar. Somebody wrote those all out. I, honestly, I think they, they love the film so much they can go down with it. You're That's actually that. like throwing real life people in there, Brian. Well, then again, I'm, I am. I'm throwing what in there? I played the fifth. I totally didn't. I totally what? didn't throw my fantasy heroin addicted girlfriend into the fire when I blew her up ah, with that I see. that gas pump. I see. Uh, yes. I think you're getting voices, Nick. <laughs> you sure it isn't? I'm giving you an you out. Sure, you sure it isn't my schizophrenia acting up, Brian? My Oh, wait a minute. No. It's hard to tell the difference sometimes, but... <laughs> well, sometimes, sometimes, that is better. That is better. Getting some voices. I actually found... And oh, wait, you've this got one is from... Do your character. <laughs> this one is from... Uh, Not More Movies. He published this on October 10th of 2008. He gave it a 7 out of 10. Hmm. It is titled Good Acting and Good Script with Mediocre Effects. This movie is stuck somewhere between a theatrical release quality film and a direct-to-DVD movie, but much better than your ordinary sci-fi channel special. The acting is is top quality. All characters, especially the one portrayed by Shay, Shay? Yeah, his name is Shay. Her name is Shay. I don't know. Somebody named Shay are portrayed exceptionally well. The plot keeps you glued to your seat 
and you can't wait to see what happens next or how they will think of a way out of their predicament. The only problem lie uh, the only problems lie in the filming of the monster and to a lesser degree the sound. I'm not a personal fan of the flicker style of filming, so it may work for others. I prefer oh, yeah. a fluid style of filming throughout the entire film. It's hard to keep track of the events uh, occurring when flat. Uh, yeah, when things flash around rapidly. But if you can overlook its extremely minor flaws, you're in for a treat with this one. The acting and the central theme of the plot are strong enough to overcome its shortcomings. So. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I agree with all that. 100%. I, uh, That's very good. Well, I, I think it is. It's in between that commercial release and that sci-fi style. And there's so much originality and good acting mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. It's a great, it's a yeah. good time. Goodbye voice. Hello, Moon. <laughs> I have, I, I was shocked. USA Today did a, a review of this movie. I guess it got a bigger release than I thought. Um, Claudia Poig gave it two and a half out of four stars she uh was rating it uh this is right out of 2008 she says uh this is about halfway into the review so bear with me here if attacked its victims turn into mutant hedgehog style zombies the panic-stricken folks run for their lives and find shelter at an abandoned convenience store or gas station where they must work together to escape and outwit this insatiable monster a particular gruesome scene involves an ineffectual state trooper who is mangled by the creature. In contrast, the fast editing and flickered camera work, there it is, can be jarring and less effective than the more stately paced suspense scenes. Very well said. Splinter is no exploitative bloodbath or torture horror like the Saw movies. It's more along the lines of The Thing or Alien. The scares are equal part psychological jolt and gore. This is classic Halloween fun with plenty of thrills and chills, surprisingly believable performances, and healthy doses of humor. I like this because even though she technically gives the movie like like 50%, <laughs> she also is willing to, to kind of say they, the acting was good. It worked really well. The editing was kind of funny. But what they were going for was kind of a psychological thriller body horror type experience not just a bloodbath slasher creature fest Mm -hmm. and i think that's a good distinction to make because that's kind of unique for this type of movie it did have a thriller element to it and i think that made it really tense so i like that i think that's a a fair review yeah definitely for sure uh so yeah i think when she said porcupine style zombies, I could imagine mm-hmm. Sonic the Hedgehog as a zombie. That yeah. would be the most horrifying thing that we could ever get in this apocalypse that we are currently going through right now. And honestly, I can understand why I picked this film in the first place because it's sort of similar with what we're going through. We're, we're... Right? really doing this back to back we're really we just no one's gonna get I the don't joke care. as long as you i get the jokes as, on me overreacting unless they dive into the archives nobody's gonna as understand long as you get it, that's all that matters you know what i see people i resign myself I to s- your creative I see freedom 
dead things. Continue. I see dead it's things okay. full of you splinters. You know. Yes. Um. I try not to stub okay. my toe on wooden things out of fear of getting Record time. splinters. <laughs> yeah. We're splinter jokes for a movie called uh-huh. Splinter. We're ending on a high note. We're such pros. I wish I was on a high note. <laughs> this was our record episode. I don't think we've ever done a 30, 30 minute episode. Gotta go fast. Gotta infect fast. <laughs> okay. You've got some anxious energy to get out. I'm sorry, I have Sonic on the mind. Oh my god. I don't even like Sonic. I feel like we just lost all of our listeners. I just said I don't even like Sonic. They're like, fuck Nick. Fuck him. Fuck him in his ass. (laughs) Who do you think our listeners are? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know you. Thank you for listening to, to this expediated version. Of podcast expedite shipping yay i am hopped up on there caffeine. we go we appreciate holy shit all of you nick is caffeinated i'm i'm getting tired i had my caffeination for our last episode now i'm kind of getting getting a bit a bit drowsy here so we're balancing each other out nick you look like you're ready to jump through the screen and attack I'm, me that was a very menacing i'm on look. cocaine son <laughs> you're caffeinated allegedly no, is that right? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for so, listening. Yeah, this was a fun film. It was a quick, yeah. very straightforward. Thank film. you guys for joining us on this recent episode of the podcast from Black Lagoon. If you enjoyed this episode, you can follow us on Spotify. You can follow us basically anywhere that you can stream us on. So that's like iTunes and Google Plays and your Podbeans and you know shit like that. And uh, also, I think you can, uh, yeah, you can also find us on Instagram and uh, Twitter, and we have a Twitch page that I play horror video games on, and uh, you can join us there and uh, have fun and stick around and play some games, you know, have a have a good laugh, uh, and that's all under the Black Lagoon Network. So you can find us in our social media accounts, also Facebook, uh, all under. The Black Lagoon Network. We really appreciate you guys for sticking around so long, even though this is like our fastest episode that we've ever done. And I'm talking really, 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 really fast. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, we will see you guys in the next episode. Stay tuned. And. 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 <laughs> if you want to support also, us. Also, if you. You can give us a review on iTunes. That's a very big help. Or. You can go to Patreon slash BLN and show us some love financially. We love you guys. Thank you. Nick, you, you, can, you can see us out. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Splinters. Get Is out that of a 300-year-old tree? <laughs> Terrorize the world! Sound of my